Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ramblers, let's get rambling. everybody and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 543 of my podcast, the home of Dungeon Rambling, right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale. A great show lined up for you today, but a programming note to kind of start. Remind to my attention that a lot of the older shows dating from prior to January 2015 have been deleted, unfortunately. Uh, by talk to they had some kind of thing going on and a lot of those older shows are not available anymore now unfortunately i blame myself a bit for this i i don't really have backups of a lot of those older shows i really should but i don't um so i might not be able to re-upload there's going to be a two-year gap from the when i finished on libsyn from uh 2013 to when i um because I went from Lipson and then I jumped here to TalkShoe then. So that gap from around August 2013 till January 2015, if you try to download those shows, they're not going to be there. Now, I will endeavor to search through my databases and try to upload shows that I can find and replace the ones that are missing. But unfortunately, due to the, the electronic age, a lot of the older content, including some of my really, my really cool live anniversary shows... Ah, it's kind of gone the wayside. That is a pain, because I have been using TalkShoe off and on since, oh, over a decade now. For a while, because I, I first started doing live specials, and then I started switching to a regular basis around 2013. So that's unfortunate. So if you're wondering, hey, Russ, why are there not episodes there that's there? Now, I, I do, at the start of the show, I want to make a shout-out to one of the producers of Fuller House who actually liked one of my older episodes, and that that's pretty awesome. So, hey, you on Twitter, that's really cool. And I'll I'll mention my all my Twitter stuff at the end of the show. So feel free to message me on Twitter. What's on the show? This show? Well, we got a little bit of fighting fantasy, if you will. Going to start things off with season two of the Shannara. Chronicles, courtesy of Paramount Home Video on DVD. Then we go from the land of Shinara to the land of Wakanda Forever with the Blu-ray review of the Black Panther, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Studios. And to follow up with that, yes, I know I talked about this for a while, but yeah, I finally got a chance over the last little bit to check out Avengers Infinity War. I'll give you my review, my review of that on this very episode and to keep the war kind of going we're gonna uh, wrap things up with my book review of raw the first 25 years courtesy of dk publishing that's all on this episode of ramble with russell so i'm gonna take a little musical interlude right the first review of the show My TV show on DVD review for this episode is The Shannara Chronicles Season 2, courtesy of Paramount Home Video. Now, it's been a while since I watched the first season, and I gotta admit, the first first few episodes was like, it took me a while to get back into the show, because so much happened the first season, it's been so long since I watched it, it took me at least an episode or two to go, oh, okay, here are the characters, here are the relationship. This is definitely a show that helps if you've seen season one. If you try to come in this fresh season two, you can have a lot of unanswered questions, and a lot of character development is not going to be there. Now, I got to give a bit of a, a little spoiler for season one, 
because it's been a while. There is a major character in season one that doesn't make it into season two. Not in a typical fashion. There's something that happens to a season one character that completely changes that character. They're in season two, but not in the same way as season one. Is that enough without trying to spoil it for you? And that character's change, if you will, really impacts the ones that are still kind of around. That includes Will Almsford, played by Austin Butler, uh, Eritrea, played by Ivana Banquero, who still sounds like a character from the never-ending story. Just, uh, and, uh, of course, Alamon, played by the great Menu Bennett, who, of course, I'll always remember in Spartacus, Blood and Sand. So, so you have that kind of, um, that kind of, those relationships still there. This season introduced you to a bunch of new characters this around. You have Brandon, who is the kind of evil kind of sort of wizard, but he isn't, uh, played by Marcus Vanco. You have, uh, Ander Elisadel, um, played by Aaron, uh, Jacobenko. You have Am, and of course, Amberly is still sort of kind of in the show, played by Poppy Drayden. Then you have new characters in this one. Merith, played by uh, Melise, who looks a lot like, I'm telling you, fans, if you didn't spot this, Ramblers, she looks a lot like Kristen Crook from Smallville. Now, interesting coincidence that the producers of the show are the same producers that produced Smallville, especially the early years, and they cast a girl that looks in this one a lot like Kristen Crook. You, you, you tell me there's not a resemblance between her and a very young Kristen who was Lana Lang in Smallville. You tell me I don't see that. Because I swear those two actresses could play sisters in a show. So you have her. Um, and, and you have Lyria, played by Vanessa Morgan. She is the love interest of Eritrea. Apparently, Eritrea is a girl that could swing both ways uh, when it comes to that sort of thing. So, in this one, uh, slight spoiler again, the, the evil that was the evil in season one is vanquished, but the threat of evil is far from over. In 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 um, the first season, we get introduced to Arbalon, which is a really cool city. And in the second season... Of course, we get introduced to Lee, and of course, the the Sword of Shannara comes into play this time. Although there are no chants of Lee, 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 and I'm thinking, I swear I read that in the book. Of course, this is based on the best-selling novels uh, from Terry Brooks, who I actually have interviewed on this very show. If you go back to the Libsyn shows, and I'll give you that address at the end of this show, episodes 91 and 92, it's my two-part Terry Brooks Special. I actually had a chance to interview the author, and what I'm reading lately, the latest Shannara books that he's coming out with are going to be the final Shannara books. Uh, after 40 plus years, he's ending this series, and I would love to interview him again and go, "All right, Terry, what what made you come to this decision? And does that mean you're going to stop writing, or are you going to, you know, move to another land? Uh, land? So that's." Very interesting. Just as this show is getting popularity, he may be stopping writing about the series together. And, like, there's 26 novels. So the TV show has more than enough to, to mine from. In this season as well, we get introduced to, um, to some more Almsfords, which is kind of cool, because one of my complaints um, with the first season is that this, this show kind of skipped the Sword of Shannara, and just went to the Elfstones, really didn't kind of address what happened in the Sword of Shannara. And and this season rectifies that a little bit, kind of. As usual with all Terry's Brooks novels and even TV shows, characters will die. Characters you care about will die this season. And it always ends, as is any, as any Terry Brooks thing, with a big old cliffhanger for season three. Now, I'm not sure if I've heard a conf- confirmation for season three, but I'd be shocked that there wasn't. This is only a 10 episode season, so it's very short. Uh, for extras, you do get a, a nice little bit of featurettes. No commentary, which again disappoints me. I'd love to have heard commentary in some of these episodes. The uh, bonus features, you get a little bit behind the scenes, one on Al Anon, one uh, a, a very brief sit down with the showrunners. All these featurettes are very, very short. 
inside the wardrobe closet, a very interesting featurette where they make note that the crew that's working on this show is part of the same crew that worked on Xenon Hercules in New Zealand and all the rings and the Hobbit. So that is quite a lineage of fantasy fiction films, if you will. So that that's kind of cool that those people are 20 years later, they're still working. Uh, and then you have uh, a feature of the new characters on Austin Butler and on uh, Ivan Bakera. So, so not a bad, decent set of features. I would have really, well, would have hoped that they would have done like a gag reel, maybe, or a commentary or something. And it is what it is. Overall, a, a fun season of the show. I love the music. I still love the theme song for this show. Short as it is. But I love the, the, the song choices in the show. They are really cool. I would, I would love if they would make a soundtrack of this TV show. A lot of good songs. Overall, uh, a, a fun watch. They, they do, they admit, they do take liberties with, with the Shannara stuff, people, introducing characters. So, for all you purists out there, you're going to go, Hey, that's not how it happened in the book. Well, it's TV, all right? It's the way it goes. I haven't read those books in such a long time that that I couldn't spot the differences, really. Uh, it's been so long since I've read some of the early Shannara novels. Ah, you know, I can only remember so much stuff. And, and the plot of a lot of them kind of um, goes to play. Uh, the, the casting of the Warlock Lord is very interesting uh, in, in the show. I won't say who it is, but interesting choice they did for that overall uh a fun fun season lots of gut-wrenching moments keep in mind there are some gory scenes in this including a beheading (laughs) so i don't know if you want to show this to little kids just keep that in mind it's not as family friendly per se as some of the older xena and hercules episodes just letting you know Overall, a fun season. Looking forward to season three and what's next in the um, Chronicles of Shannara. So that's my take on the Chronicles of Shannara season deuce. Do on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment.
My Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Black Panther. Courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Video. Of course, this is the almost, well, the latest MCU movie to hit home video. And I didn't get a chance to watch this in the theater. It's just one of those movies uh, I just get a chance to. So I was glad to get a copy of this, courtesy of the good folks Disney. This follows the, the adventures of a character that got introduced in uh, Captain America Civil War. It kind of expands on that. The, the main lead is, of course, the character of T'Challa, Black Panther, played by Chadwick Boseman. And this is kind of his, I guess, coronation story, if you will, in the latest chapter in the MCU. In this movie, it kind of chronicles his, his battle for the throne against, uh, against various forces. Now, Ulysses Claw, who, who, of course, has been in other MCU movies, does make an appearance... But at the end of this movie, unfortunately, uh, without spoiling too much, let's say Claw's journey, I don't think we'll be seeing him much anymore in the, in the MCU. Although he, they did show a bit in this movie of his Sonic kind of arm attack thing, which was really cool. I'm glad they at least did a bit of that. Uh, the action sequences in this are pretty damn good. It, the, the, the suit is... It's all kind of nanite kind of technologies. It's all very, very fancy. And I will give uh, I will give Chadwick Boseman credit. There's a lot of scenes where he is a Black Panther where he keeps his freaking helmet on. You know, Ramblers, my, my biggest complaint of the Spider-Man movies, there's too many scenes with Spider-Man without his mask on. And I'm sorry, folks. Secret identity here. If If you as an actor... You know, want your face shown? Don't pick a character whose part of his costume is his face is covered. If that's really a problem for you, maybe you should pick another role to be in, alright? Maybe you should just find a different superhero to play. If that's really a problem for you. And that's been my biggest pet peeves of all the Spider-Man movies. The Tobey Maguire's, the Andrew Garfield's, even the, the Tom Holland. These, these sots where he's full costume, Saul's mask, and it's like... You know, anybody with a frickin' cell phone could easily get your identity, you know, these days. So, <sighs> thankfully, not too much of that. You know, when he's in public, he is the Black Panther. And and he doesn't take his mask off in public. Um, So, so that uh, I was thankful for. You know, uh, to me, uh, it's like, uh, it's just, I, I, I'm not... I, I hate that, all right? It's just, it, you, you, you accept the role, has a mask, embrace it. Okay, maybe don't get as much face time. Live with it. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Suck it up. It's, it's, it's the character you play. All right, I'll get off that rant. Really bugs me. Really bugs me um, when that happens. And more on that when I talk about Avengers Infinity War. But meh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to that in a minute. So, so the, so the, the, the plot is that, that for years, Wakanda has been hiding from the world, right? Because they're this advanced technology, and everybody in the rest of the world thinks they're just a poor little nation. But they have all this advanced tech. So, T'Challa is in, in Civil War, his, his dad dies. So, so in, in this movie, he's about to, uh, take the throne. Trouble is, though, whoopsie doopsie, there's this mistake his dad made. Uh, with Eric Killmonger, that is now coming back to bite T'Challa in the butt, and so and so we have that kind of conflict there. The the special effects are amazing. I really like the relationship between um, T'Challa and Shuri. In the comics, Shuri is a character they kind of created recently. Uh, originally, Black Panther was not only athletically, um, uh, athletically you know, superior, but he also was really smart, too. And that's when they kind of dumb him down intelligence-wise and give all that techie, brainy stuff to his sister. So, there you go. Overall, I, I liked the, the movie. It is a good introduction to the, the, the character. Unfortunately, in Infinity War, the payoff isn't there, but again, more on that when I talk about Infinity War. Uh, but it's a good introduction. I, I can see why there's a segment of the population that really got into this movie more so, like just really embraced it. It is, it is, um, probably the most, probably, uh, the most 
pro-African-American black movie. I've, I mean, to me, the, the, the DC equivalent to this right now would be Black Lightning, really. When it comes to superheroes, African-American superheroes in a show with their the primary focus and... And that and and yeah, that's that's something I don't know if he would have seen uh, more than years ago. The, the, the score is great, the action is really good, um, and it is that it really it really makes you care about the character, and it looks gorgeous on Blu-ray, absolutely. Now for um, and 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 also gives at the end there is just like this is one of those movies, of all Marvel movies. If you were in the theater, you would have been rewarded to uh, bonus scene at the end. I encourage you to kind of fast forward and see it. The nice little Easter egg for Infinity War. For extras, you do get a lot in this one disc set. You do get from page to screen. It's a nice roundtable discussion where the filmmakers and even one of the creators of Black Panther sit down and talk about the character. Although no Stan Lee, though. No Stan Lee. Oh, and Stan Lee, once again, (laughs) has a cameo in this movie. Ah, oh, good old Stan. Ah, uh, there is deleted scenes in gag reels. There is Crane of a King exploring the the um the the Black Panther's world. So just um just the world of Black Panther, if you will. The Warriors Within. It, it's 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 kind of a featurette. Uh, explain the actors and they're talking about the characters. The Hidden Kingdom. It is just highlighting all the different people that that live in Wakanda. Wakanda is very much. A land of diversity. There is one character, though, who has this thing on his tongue and then stretches his mouth out like, and that's the best way I'm describing it. I'm sorry. No offense, people who do that, but I just find that visually disturbing to stretch out your tongue like that. I, uh, it looks so uncomfortable. I, I couldn't like, couldn't stand looking at the dude. Um, and then uh, Wakanda revealed exploring the technology, a sneak peek into Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is really cool. I'm looking forward to that movie. Whether or not I'll be seeing that in the theater, I don't know, folks. If not, it'll definitely get a video review for me in the future. Uh, the Marvel Studios, the first 10 years, connecting the universe. A really cool feature out. Of course, this year marks the 10th anniversary, 10 years since Iron Man 1 hit the movie theater. So this is a nice little feature out kind of saying, you know, here's the last 10 years. Here's where we've come. And teasing here where we're going. So a lot of good special features for this disc. Overall, uh, a good movie. Th- there are slight tie-ins to Infinity War. The biggest one really is at the end, after the end credits. But it, it does set up and adds more flesh to the bone of the character, which we got a nice introduction with in uh, Civil War. So overall, uh, a fun movie. Lots of good action. And, and definitely worth checking out if you need to get cut off on your MCU. Although, is it a necessity before you see Infinity War, after you see Infinity War? Meh, make you care about the character more. Um, but you could theoretically jump from Civil War to, to Infinity War. Or to Thor Ragnarok and skip Black Panther and not be too far behind. All you'd have to know in Infinity War is, okay, he's king now. That's all you need to know uh, to start watching Infinity War. So that, that's up to you whether you want to skip that. But it, it is a, a good Marvel movie. Thor Ragnarok is a little more um, interconnected, I'm going to say. So that is my take of Black Panther on Blu-ray and Blu-ray 4K. Courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment.
My theatrical movie review for this episode is Avengers Infinity War at a theater near you. Now, you know, I've been, I just got a chance to see this movie and I didn't get the chance to see it when it first opened up. And I was like, so try not to spoil myself. Was we not watching any reviews? Nothing. And I will promise you, Ramblers, this review, I will give it spoiler free. I'll try to talk as much as the movie without spoiling any of the major play plot, plot points. And oh, there's so much to talk about in this film. If you want me to do a totally spoiler review where I talk about everything, I hold nothing back, let me know. Uh, tweet me, uh, send me some tweets, DM me, send, let, send me a message and let me know if you want to hear a completely spoiler, spoiler-filled review of Infinity War. I, because I always give spoiler-free reviews on the show, for today, I won't spoil some major plot points. But if you really want me to go in depth and talk about this movie and talk about all that I watched, I'll do that. I'll make it an extra special episode. But let me know. And, and if the demand is there, I will more than happy to talk about it. For now, though, don't worry, folks. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil nothing for you. All right. Let's get into this, okay? So this movie is the culmination of 10 years of MCU madness. They've hinted about this. They've teased it. Yes. Uh, in this movie, Thanos comes to town, played by Josh Brolin, and boy, does he come to town. Now, a lot of other reviewers are describing this movie as an experience, and I really wanted to go to the theater to experience this with an audience, and even though the movie's been out for a while, the, the audience I went to, it was still a pretty filled audience, and there were these two kids that were beside me, uh, two young kids, pre-teen, teeny-ish kids, and and the one kid was like yapping through the whole thing, and the other kid was going "shut up." So you could really tell <laughs> that was into it, and one that wasn't. I'm gonna say in this movie, without spoiling anything, holy moly! When they call this war, they mean it. I and this movie, I have, I have, I can't remember the last movie I've seen, short of maybe Watchmen. Where, where I've seen so many superhero deaths, air quote, in one movie. Right from the get-go, folks. Right from the start. Man, there's major characters within the opening minutes of this movie. Bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. And this really kind of proves that Thanos, he's, you know, he's not messing around here. Now, at the start of the movie, they, they do a bit of a cheat in that he already has the Power Stone. They kind of write that off into, uh, into a line saying, okay, yeah, I already got that, but we're not going to show it to you because we don't have time. So I'm thinking that hopefully maybe in the upcoming Captain Marvel movie or somewhere down the line, we'll get the scene of Thanos getting that first Infinity Gem. All right? But for now, you just got to wonder the destruction and, and what he caused to get it because the last time we remember the, the Power Stone, it was with the folks at the Nova Corps at Xandar, and I don't think they would have given it up that easy, don't you? So that's something we can only speculate until that actually hits theater. So so this movie really hits the ground running, and man, does it really hit it. This is quite the movie. I mean, I said, i just never seen so many in one film. It's nuts. Now, there are points. So the basic plot of the movie is that early on, again, slight spoiler, but not a big one, Thanos starts collecting the Infinity Gems pretty quickly. And it's up to the heroes to go, whoa, whoa, we got to make a plan to stop him. This is the first time in the MCU that the Avengers and the Guardians team together, which is kind of cool. Uh, so we have that going on. A, a lot of team-ups. There's a fun interaction between Star-Lord and Tony, who clearly don't get along. And even Tony and Doctor Strange clearly don't get along. We do get some really good scenes with the Iron Spider suit. That's really, I think it's one of those things, though, that could have been explored a little more. Um, a lot of... with The, the biggest complaint I have, then, and this always happens with multiple superhero movies is that you have a lot of characters and it really is hard to give justice to them all in a two and a half hour movie. We do get some interesting developments between Thanos and Gamora, which is kind of cool. 
And um, and we and it's 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 really uh, I mean to me the the kind of stars of this movie I, I got to give really high credit here to Josh Brolin as Thanos. He is one of the best villains I've seen. Even with all that purple makeup and the big weird chin, he still. I'm telling you, he he is is a really good villain in this movie. Now, the way the movie ends, I'm not going to spoil it because I don't spoil things for y'all, folks. But it, it's this movie, a lot of it reminds me, it's kind of, if you take Star Wars movie, and if you take Fellowship of the Ring, and then you'll muck them together and throw them into a superhero movie, this is what you're getting. There are lots of parts of this movie, especially the editing, where we had a fight in one spot and another fight in another spot, and we're jumping back and forth with the good old screen wipes. That, there was a lot of that in this movie at one point, and it felt so very Star Warsy there. It felt, you know, a lot like, you know, yield um, Return of the Jedi, where you had the fight in space and then the fight down on Endor. So we had a lot of that jumping back and forth. And the ending, without giving too much away, is very fellowshipy. It's very, like, Oh, it's like okay, it ends this way, but you're like thinking, oh, there's going to be a two-parter, folks. It, it's it's <laughs> it's not the end of the story, but it ends in a in, in a in a way you're like, wow, that's how they're ending it. And I got to give Marvel and Disney some guts to go, okay, all right, you're going to end it this way. And the reaction in the theater, and that's why I like to go to theater still, was kind of stunned. People were like. They weren't sure what to make of this. Now, is it worth sitting through the whole credits for the end sequence? Yes, there is an, an end sequence that that really teases the the um, Captain Marvel. Now, if you don't know Captain Marvel, you won't get the significance of what happens. But for those who do, uh, we'll see how that ties into movies next year. Sadly, folks, you have to wait a, probably a whole nother year before that happens. Also, in the movie, there is a line thrown in that explains the absence of Ant-Man and Hawkeye. No, folks, slight spoiler here. Hawkeye is not in this movie. Not a trace of him on screen. Now, the Russo brothers are promising that Avengers 4, yeah, he's going to be there. But we'll see. So for all you Hawkeye fans, sorry, no bow and arrow boy, 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 eh, in in this show. There, there, there is a great fighting sequence though, where it's um, Iron Man, Spider Man, Star Lord, Drax, and uh, and uh, against Thanos, and a, kind of a team up sequence. Really well done, and that that was kind of cool. And at one point, without giving too much away, you're gonna you're gonna wish in this movie that you could reach out and punch Star Lord out. There's this oh, there's a sequence. Um, I'm sure many people felt like saying, "Star Lord, shut up, buddy," but that's the way it goes. And I think that may tie in to Avengers Four. I have a feeling that Doctor Strange did something with the time zone, time stone, that will help fix what happens. I can't say much more, but I have a theory that he put a little curse, a little something, something on it, and maybe that will be one of the things that helps turn the tide, if you will, for Avengers 4. That's just my theory. I have no proof on this. Mark my words. A year from now, I could be totally wrong, but... They gotta find some way of coming back, and that's now. I said if if I do the spoiler show, I uh, I will definitely uh, talk about that more. But I just I don't, I don't know how else they're gonna get around what they just did. Uh, overall, um, if, if there there are some extremely violent scenes, there are scenes of death. I would strongly caution. Um, bringing any two young, young kids to this movie. Now, I didn't get a chance to see this in 3D. I kind of wish I had, but it still played well for a non-3D movie. Um, but I would caution little kids, 
it does get intense. The language in it sometimes is a little dicey. And and there are characters that will die. And, and not the ones you think. Now, I went into this movie thinking, oh, I'm fairly sure if, if characters are going to die, it's going to be, you know, X, Y, and B. And I was wrong. So, good on you, Marvel, for, for pulling me there. Because I, I, so... Yeah. So so keep that in mind. It might be a little disturbing for younger kids on a bigger screen. Older kids, maybe you understand. You could explain it too. But yeah, I'm, I'm just calling it now. Overall, as a movie experience, which a lot of people are judging this as, yes. Did it feel like fellowship to me? Absolutely. So you, you just got to go in keeping in mind there is a two-parter. And it's the way the movie was structured. I don't know how much of a repeated viewing you're going to get for that. First time people like me, yes. But the way the movie's structured, I don't know. I mean, I could see people a year from now, when the second one comes out, they'll, they'll dig out this one again and then rewatch it before they see Avengers 4. But beyond that, I don't know. There's a lot of gut punches, and I don't know if people want to keep reliving those over and over and over and over and over again. So that's just me. Uh, overall, I, I think the it was a well-served movie. I think some characters got a little shortchanged, uh, action-wise, when it came to that. Because just so much going on. The, the, the battle in Wakanda is crazy. Although, there is a scene in the trailer... That's a bit of a lie when it comes to the actual movie. I won't say what it is, but it's like, well, you tease something and you don't deliver. Uh, the Hulk is partially in this movie, and there's a reason why in the film we don't see a lot of him. There's, there's a part in the beginning where he kind of gets his butt handed to, to him, really. And I don't blame the Hulk after that happens at the start to be going like, no, no, I don't want to come out again. I I don't want to get my butt handed to me again. I, I'm a scared. And to me, that's maybe part of the reason why that didn't happen. Because, um, uh, yeah, I, I the Hulk is not used to being defeated. It's not his kind of... He's Hulk smash. So maybe we'll get more explanation of that in Avengers 4, but I thought, boy, it was a big tease. Uh, overall, does it help to have seen the previous movies to watch this one? Yeah, uh, relationship-wise, sure. Um, beyond that, uh, it definitely makes you want to watch the, the fourth one. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious. It has an ending that you don't often see in a superhero movie. I'll give him balls for that. And and we'll see how what happens. And of the deaths, who comes back and who doesn't? Some I don't think will. Some, if I do the spoiler review, I'll tell you the ones I'm pretty sure are not coming back. I'll be very surprised if they come back the way they are. Um, overall, a, a fun movie worth going to the theater? Absolutely. These are the kind of movies you want to see in a big theater, for sure. But I, again, I would caution young, young kids because of this the violent, somewhat crass language uh, in this movie. Uh, but overall, fun. I, it was nice to see the Avengers and the Guardians working together. Although there was one part where they briefly fight against each other, which was really funny. Um, so, so there's that. Uh, worth seeing for sure. I'm very curious to see how they resolve this. The next two movies, of course, on tap are Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out later on this year. And then uh, two months before uh, Avengers 4, we have Captain Marvel, uh, which will also lead in to Infinity War. So just really two more uh, to go and then uh, just going to have to wait and find out uh, how they go further in the MCU. So that is my take of Avengers Infinity War in a theater near you.
Review for this episode is Raw, the first 25 years, courtesy of DK Publishing. Now, this is a very interesting book. This chronicles all 25 years of Monday Night Raw from the very first show in in, in uh, January 11th of 1993, all up until the 25th anniversary that happened earlier this year. And what does it go through with a lot of great pictures, year by year, and each of these significant events year by year in the the history of this longest running episodic program on tv lots of great pictures lots of some nice two-page spreads and and really is uh probably the most detailed look you're gonna get when it comes to the history of this program i'm always impressed by how people can put all this stuff together with the pictures and and the different segments it really is impressive the amount of research that goes into putting this together. So, um, yeah, if if you're a big fan, and there's a lot of great, like, big two-page spread still shots of some of the big moments in Raw history. If if you are a, a, a fan of, of wrestling, especially Monday Night Raw, this is definitely the book to get. It has 200 pages worth of history, in it and it really is quite in, impressive. So 
If you are a WWE fan, this is definitely the book to get. It is probably the most comprehensive look at this. I would love to see a SmackDown equivalent of this sometime in the future. That would be cool. Or even one, a history of um, pay-per-views. Now, it's written by Drake Black, John Hill, and Dean Miller, because it takes one person to write this. And there is a really cool forward by Vince McMahon, his own self. So yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, this is definitely a book to pick up. Well, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me with a number of ways. You guys catch me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets and likes on Twitter. Thank you all for that. And of course, you can check out uh, my Facebook page. Just type in Rambled Russell on the Facebook search engine. You'll find me there. I know I have to severely update that page, but please throw me a like. If you can, of course, you can check out all my older episodes still at Libsyn, HTT, full colon, backslash, backslash, ramblingrust.libsyn.com. That's my original home of the internet where I have over eight, uh, eight plus years of podcasting goodness right there on that page. And you can also check out my Terry Brooks interview, episodes 91 and 92 on that website. And, of course, you check out all my new episodes right here in the Talk Shoot Network. I'm show 18411. And you can check out all my episodes right here. Interviews, reviews, all kinds of fun stuff on the show. Coming up in future episodes of the show, you'll have my review of Paddington 2 on Blu-ray, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video, as well as I'm going through Season 2 of Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, courtesy of Walt Disney, and uh, book review-wise, in, 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 in with the upcoming Incredibles 2, I'll have my book review of the Incredibles 2, The Official Guide, courtesy of DK Publishing. Other titles I'm working on in the future, you'll have my review of Code Black Season 2, Scorpion Season 2, The Marshals on Blu-ray with Chadwick Boseman. So before he was Black Panther, he was Marshall. And Blue Planet 2 on Blu-ray, courtesy of BBC. That's all coming up, future episodes of the show. That is it for me, and we'll catch you next time right here on Ramble with Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.